हाय अक्षय संचित मलिक आई एम को फाउंडर एंड सीईओ ऑफ पैसकेयर एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं Growing up in a small town Hisar in Haryana, Sanjit Malik never had small dreams. In fact, he ended up launching his first startup while still in college. His next startup was launched soon after he graduated when he was waiting to join the company that had recruited him on campus. This startup was Townscript, an event ticketing and management platform that solved problems for event organizers. And as a young entrepreneur, he did everything right and wrong that young entrepreneurs do. Basically, a mix of high-energy hustle and naivety. That startup eventually got acquired by Book My Show, and it was in 2020 when, armed with more wisdom and money behind him, he decided to launch his current venture, Passcare, that was operating in a much bigger market of employee health insurance. Passcare is a full-stack partner to corporates, allowing them to offer frictionless health and wellness benefits to their employees, and thereby increasing engagement and loyalty. Here, Sanjit is telling Akshay Dutt about his amazing entrepreneurial journey. a quote from vincent churchill right if you're going through hell keep going so and we ended up starting this company called padharo so padharo was a, this was in 2011 12 actually somewhere around that time padharo was a greeter service for foreigners who come to india it was like today you can correlate it with somebody like something like airbnb experiences right so i mean airbnb started it much later we we were like much ahead of the times of our own of our time right it was a marketplace where you have a somebody who's showing the experience and then somebody who is availing the experience and especially from foreigners who were coming to india and we actually were able to serve 15 20 customers and and all foreigners by the way so we were pretty decently popular on tripadvisor right and at that time travel industry was actually booming up and people loved what we were doing and we got a lot of coverage from media also i mean because the idea was pretty ahead of the times and then bbc featured us from your story and all of these guys also i mean times of india and all of these guys featured us so that was one i mean whatever i feel we are i'm doing today i think that padharo is the biggest trigger point and that's when i was being guided by my mentor mohit garg and he actually i was looking for a different ideas in like waste management and similar kind of uh, this thing right so then he connected me with one of his acquaintances sachin sharma who had just started townscape as an events networking app right so in this was in 2013 and he said like why don't you guys try see and work together for some time right so i joined sachin and my previous startup was in travel space and then this was an events which is like both of them go hand in hand and then i was very passionate at that time i mean i had i mean today i have like experience and some energy some bit of good amount of energy i won't say i have less energy but at that time it was zero experience and infinite amount of energy right so you are just straight out of college I, you feel that you can do anything in life so <laughs> so so yeah and i met sachin and i said i i said like i think we will be able to pull this off and then we we started working on this company called townscript which is a diy events platform you can start you can come on our website and set up your events ticketing page within few minutes and start selling tickets online right so with payment integration with payments integration and all of that right and 
and this we started in august so july i got i i finished my college sep august i joined sachin in 2013 and december was my joining date and then i i was very nervous at that time because i was like taking almost like 10 15000 rupees <laughs> at that time money was not easily available right and and you leave a good job and very branded i mean good branded organization as well right very famous and then i still remember the time i dropped them an email to the hr that hey i am not joining <laughs> yeah but yeah that's ऑफ who might be much smarter than me are not able to do that because they have liabilities right so i mean that way i i was lucky right so i could take that financial risk that hey anyways i'm going to make like some amount of money which is okay i mean i'm i'm blessed to be in a good family right and i can take this financial risk and uh-huh. then but uh, you you you'll not be out on the road like ha uh-huh. no I, i mean luckily my i belong to a decent family right so i mean and i acknowledge that otherwise i wouldn't have been able to do right so i have i had the friends who were smarter than me but they had some liabilities and they could not think of starting their job right so i think you should acknowledge that right so yeah so but then then i thought like hey let's give it a shot let's try to do something different let's let's be let's i mean mindical was backed by excel at that time and i was very inspired by what they were doing and why don't i follow their footsteps which is very unique and which which was little ahead of that time also so we started townscript and the vision was to build the vision was that hey there are e-commerce platforms like flipkarts or there was no amazon at that time there was only flipkart snapdeal and then we started seeing some other type of e-commerce platforms as well adjacent right like the mintras and baby chakra and the first cries of the world right and we thought like there was there will be an e-commerce platform for events as well right so where you can go and set up your events and start selling tickets instantly and there was there was nothing substantial at that point of time there was this company called book my show which was which is primarily a large entertainment platform but they did not have the diy events platform where you can come and start selling for small creators like you and me and we thought like this is going to be big and it's a huge market that's what it seemed at that time point of time and we started sort of building for india at that time yeah hmm. Hmm, hmm, yeah no it is a huge market right? i think there's events bright in the us which is like a pretty big company in the space and and then there's explara also i think in that space yes 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 so explara was our direct competitor in india and uh, events bright event bright actually is a us based company yeah correct yeah yeah 
yeah we were building event bread of india actually yeah hmm. got it and what was your role in that you were not a like a coder or a techie right so so what were you doing yeah i was the go to market co-founder right looking at the go to market so and so much of we were like we built it i mean we raised money from mohit garg he was our first investor to give us money and then uh, then we raised some more amount of money from group of angels and and i was looking after the whole go to market building sales engine Uh, building marketing and support initially i was the one man army <laughs> slowly slowly i started building teams around that yeah hmm 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 okay okay so what was the monetization for them like they would keep 5 10 or 15 or 20 something like that some percentage of the ticket price yeah that's what we do yeah even today yeah yeah so we take a percentage of the ticket commission right for free events we are free we are free to set up yeah that's the model and now as the company grew i mean the company today does more than 5 million ticket sales annually it's the largest platform today in its segment so we introduce lots of auxiliary services okay yeah. so tell me about how you went about building like how you went about doing the go to market i mean that's what you were looking after so you know how, how did you find people who would sign up did you try and get large deals with large event organizers or did you try and create a community of small people doing small events or like you know what was the strategy yeah so so what i loved about the uh, loved about downscript was that the business had lot of virality in the product right so if you start using my platform people will see people will book tickets through that platform and there's the other org competitors of yours will also see that what you are using right so the strategy i followed was that first i focused on segments i i mean so i still remember how i carved out the strategy that was i will go segment by segment right and will follow that like it was conferences marathons and different sets of events that used to happen hmm. and like business in- sports entertainment music correct. like correct correct and start up and all of that so and i there i started focusing on one of those segments where my existing competition was not very strong and to and in existing in, competition is explorer like that's yeah some somebody like explorer right so there were a couple of other guys also at that time i i think i i have very fond memories of competing with them so now i have moved out so i i look it as as a great experience so yeah so built a very very strong moat in few of the channels right so if you ask any marathon runner today in india right i'm 100% sure he has uh, he knows about townscript so we are the largest platform we have the 80% of the market share then we started i started focusing on the influencer events in each segment for example your stories text parks today uses townscript exclusively then we built a great we built a great events in tech conferences also right so we we built a great reach there also all your rubicon goforcon likes of that all of those conferences are using townscript even today right and then we grew crazily year on year i mean at its peak we were actually doing uh, 2 million dollar worth of tickets per month wow Yeah, and so. your margin would be like single digit percentage or more than that yes yeah, so our margin started from 5% right so and then like for example in 
at the time i was there so i created auxiliary services around that and we our margins in, started increasing from 5% to actually 35 to 40% yeah. okay depending on the add-ons that we started giving to our customers yeah so, so, so what were these add-ons like yeah le- let's say uh, we are talking about marathon right so in marathon i became a marketplace where i started charging you to sell more i mean i had the subscriber base huge subscriber base then so as it you would do like a email campaign and, and marketing them. show show you top on my website also run an ad on my website right mm-hmm. then, you you used to get like a uh, traffic of people who are just looking for events or would yeah. the traffic come to specific event pages only like no 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 so i mean for particular segment right marathons means town script today in india okay so people okay. just come okay. to search for marathons also right mm-hmm. so okay. so we became a brand like you said event right right so we became uh, a brand uh, yeah uh, uh, uh. so so it, it became a discovery platform and and because it was a discovery platform so you could monetize uh, by uh, selling ads correct so so then i started making on transaction i started making money on uh, through ads and not only that i went into servicing right we actually became an timing company as well so like all your runners get a timed chip we were the suppliers for that so i mean we started owning almost the whole experience only after some point of time and the results of the marathon were used to get declared on our website i mean we we went started going very deep 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 vertically deeper uh, in and that's where my margin started increasing from 5 to actually 40 50% sometimes people start saying that hey why don't you only do it the event for me <laughs> i mean that I, i i i took so deep in terms of the uh, this thing execution so f- essentially you found niches and for that niche you kept bringing everything to your platform like kept creating technology to solve all the various things that they were doing be it declaring results be it timing whatever it is and so for each niche you kept building more solutions to capture more of their pain areas that, that they were currently doing manually yeah first what i did was i focused on making my platform very popular in a particular segment so if you if you see my services right my ticketing system is my so son of the solar system and all my auxiliary services revolved around ticketing so ticketing was my main entry point and i made sure that i'm the best in that so we built a very amazing platform the highest reach then second was building a discovery platform where people start discovering and then auxiliary services once you built the this hook of great self service platform plus uh, discovery platform so yeah i mean yeah so yeah that's been sort of uh, the j- journey there yeah did you also have to spend on customer acquisition like spend as in digital ads like b2b we did not b2c we used to yeah but Some... why like wasn't uh, the understanding that if someone is listing an event then they'll only market it uh, or you were marketing it to drive it as a discovery platform we used to help them also to sell more tickets yeah hmm. and this would again give you better margin if you were like doing performance ads for them right that's true that's true yeah hmm. okay got it got it got it okay okay got it okay cool cool so you know by the time you were thinking of moving out what was the scale like and you know what kind of uh, stage did you leave it at like you know what 
did, did was there like an ARR that you can share or like how how big was it like? Yeah, so actually our company was bought over by Bookmyshow in two thousand seventeen. Ah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so hmm. I mean that's a very interesting point in our journey, also, right? I feel proud that we were able to get a exit to all our investors and we were able to monetize a little bit for ourselves. And in two thousand seventeen, Bookmyshow came in and bought majority and. Also did a did investment in the company. Then I had a three years so lock in. How did how did that come about? Like you were looking to raise funds and they came in, or like 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 what what drove that? What was the trigger for it? Like so, I mean, I think Bookmyshow knew about us that we are there in the market and we are doing a good job, and they liked and the founders also liked what we are were building, and they liked us also as a team. and uh, yeah so we were actually looking out and there was one somebody who was actually a connector between both of us and we initiated the discussion and they were very quick to move and they also wanted to get into this space and yeah i mean ashish is ashish as an entrepreneur is very fast moving so once he saw that hey why to do it ourselves when these guys have done a decent amount of job already for last 4 5 years so why don't we sort of support them so then it moved very quickly yeah yeah they knew they knew about us and we were actually got few of the customers also like comic cons all of them actually they started preferring us as the preferred partner actually yeah hmm Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. 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 And this was obviously pretty complementary to what they were doing. So there was yeah, a yeah. great amount of synergy. Hmm. Correct. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. They wanted to buy themselves. Yeah. How much did they acquire you for? Like, if you are at Liberty. So uh, we have not disclosed the the valuation. The value mm-hmm. valuation, but what we have disclosed it that it was an all cash deal. There was no stock. Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you you had a three year lock in period, so which is why you stuck around till twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was one thing, and then we built Townscript while being there as well, and it was a great journey. After that, also learned a lot from the Bookmyshow leadership, and especially Ashish. I mean, how large businesses are built, and then I actually. I mean, I had some ambitions again, right? So, to do something bigger in life, and I started. By the time I completed half of my lock-in, right? So I started looking out for different ideas which I could pursue, right? It was very clear that I want to do. I want to be an entrepreneur again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like the the day the lock-in period ended, was that like your last working day there? Were, were you like raring to go and try something new? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, okay. As soon as it got over, I actually I informed my co-founder much before that hey, I will be moving out. So in 2019 only. So I mean that I was just waiting to get started as soon as possible. Yeah. So uh, talk to me about how you identified the the problem that you wanted to solve next. Like, how did you go about discovering what will you build next and Yeah so the biggest learning from my townscript experience was that though i was able to build a sizable business but we started hitting hitting the ceiling in terms of the number of customers after some point of time right so actually 
we realized after seven eight years that event ticketing in India is not a large market. I mean, it will become a large market now after ten years, but not now. I mean, it's not a pretty huge market at this point of time. So, yeah, this because there are not so many people willing to pay for events. So, so I mean, the it's the a total. Yeah, please, please. No, no. I mean, I mean, like, please continue. Yeah. It's a, it's the market is very uh, premium sort of a market, right? So, I mean, pehle, first you look after your roti, kapda, makan, then only you go for something like an event, right? So, which is a very luxury in life. So, so for the that basic reason, I mean, India is was still not. I mean, it was it's a growing market, but not as large as something like something like Japanese wine market or a US market, which are like very mature market and people have their basics sorted and they just go f- for events for leisure, right? So that did not happen in India. So, so yeah, so that's the primary sort of reason why I, I, I think the market was not very large. And then we started the operations in Southeast Asia also because of the same reason. So we expanded out of India. And and after that, actually, while looking out for a new idea, so the primary reason was that I need a market which is so large so that I don't need to sort of think about the market size again. So, so I started looking out for different ideas, right? So, and financial services was one space, right, which I found that it's a pretty large market. Everyone needs a financial service. Right. And even if you own a 1% of the market, right. So the market is so huge that, I mean, you can build a large company out of it. So, so yeah, that was in 2019 when I actually, while looking for different ideas that I actually sort of used my car insurance for the first time in my life as a first time car buyer. My, somebody hit my car and I was literally shocked because I had given it for wash. I also was not in the car and then I was literally shocked. And then actually that was the first time I used insurance. And when I use insurance and I found out that this is so, so exciting. I mean, I was, I mean, I'm, I was like 27, 28 at that time. Right. So, and, and then I thought that, Hey, I think this financial service space had the likes of Scriptbox or the likes of zero das of the world where who were building an investment app, robo-advisory and all of that was done. That is wealth creation. Then credit cards, there are so many companies now who are doing a great job. Lending, I mean, that's part of that. And then last thing which is left is insurance, right? So which at in 2019, nobody had looked at that point of time, right? So, and it's a huge market. And I started seeing this space from the B2B perspective, right? So when it comes to retail products, I mean, as an entrepreneur, B2B is my strength, right? I'm not a B2C guy, right? Built down script, it's, it was a B2B driven marketplace. When it came to uh, this time, right? So in when it comes to retail product in insurance, I sort of saw that you have players like policy bazaars of the world who, where you can go and buy your insurance in few clicks. You can do your self-car inspection and then the policy will get issued to you through APIs real-time from the insurer. But when it comes to B2B, the whole process of buying to administration is happening manually over phone calls and 
emails to today even today by the way even when we both are talking today so i thought that hey this is a huge space this does not have tech and b2b is my strength as an individual i think this is a this check check boxes all my my questions and all my i mean to be in the space at the right time right so the timing is important market is important and your ability to execute is also very important right so i think all were getting checked and i decided like hey i think i need to jump in very quickly into this and very interestingly i mean then covid came in so yeah so i mean first of all i mean yeah that's how i came to the idea right yeah did you want to sell all insurance policies uh, in a b2b like including all general insurance policies or like what was the focus like yes so see problem persists in all the policies right now okay so even we all we both are talking today so you have different types of policies from fire liability employee insurance and the problem still exists okay but if i see employee insurance right so it's a very the product is very high frequency claim but low severity product i mean the frequency of claim is very high but severity of the claim is low i mean you get just sick and that's all so so it requires lot of hand holding in terms of administration and people have been administering it very manually through phone calls and emails so i thought i mean this is one product i mean see fire and all those kind of product right this is that is just priced i mean there are two three problems here one is price discovery once you discover the price you need a good experience also right but when there are in employee insurance because there are a lot of claims that keep on coming and you need to do lot of monthly endorsements and all of that so there is a lot of administration work that goes on which is happens manually but when it comes to other products like fire liability it is just price discovery right so which is happening manually today right i mean it requires some bit of good amount of consulting as well right insurance consulting so i thought that employee insurance is one space where you need price discovery also you need administration also and you need claiming of the service also which needs to happen i think it requires a lot of technology to get into it so that's mm-hmm. why we mm-hmm. sort of like that's uh, a bigger market to chase bigger market also mm-hmm. bigger problem also and 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 again there is a value of tech also more in that and however that doesn't stop us to get into other insurance whenever we want to right but today and more data as well right you get into employer employee relationship so slowly our idea evolved from corporate insurance to employee insurance to a full stack employee benefits platform yeah. hmm, 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 yeah. hmm. okay 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 got it okay so uh, wh- what was your uh, last working day at townscript uh, 31st december 2020 mm-hmm. okay so first jan you started working on this uh, so tell me about the evolution from there like you know you must have had some plans in place by the time covid hit did covid supplement those plans or did you make a pivot L- like you know talk to me about that whole product discovering a product market fit doing the go to market yeah so i mean by the time i sort of i mean it was i mean one last one year has been like lot of accelerated i mean it i mean whatever i did in one year i would have done in one and a half or two years because i slogged really hard in last one year for multiple reasons so the market 
I mean, I thought this is this idea is only only I have this idea, but I found out that there are two, three more other guys also have the same idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that always happens, right? So if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. are the only yeah. one having that idea, right? That's also a problem. <laughs> so, and then COVID came in, right? So I was supposed to leave a little earlier from my previous organization. So, but I think the transition had to be done properly. and and then actually because of covid my time there got extended then i was seeing people coming in this space also because of covid so the it all got so fast accelerated in last one year then i was actually honestly speaking in dilemma whether i should start or not but when i started it's like boss there's no turn around now you have to go all out and i used all my experience of building previous company i got my co-founder I, i mean i connected with my co-founder like in feb 2020 only we were actually anticipating to start and then after that he was like a tech co-founder or or what yeah, he's like he's my co-founder and cto yeah so manish mishra is his name so he was director of engineering in mindtickle so yeah and clear tax so then we started out and within 6 7 months we onboarded 70 or uh, within 3 4 months we onboarded 70 companies we raised our seed round of 3 and 1/2 million and we accelerated now we have 250 companies working with us and all of that i mean all of this what i'm telling you happened in now we have 70 employees on our payroll all of that happened in 6 7 months i mean it's been so it's been a crazy ride i mean i actually it's like i mean the market is so moving so fast that you need to match up with the pace of the market right so it all happened very fast yeah uh, so uh, ha, like like tell me about that getting it off the ground like what did you build initially and show to your first few customers how did you get those first few customers on L- like you know some people say okay let me get first few customers manually and i'll keep building as i'm onboarding was that the approach you took or you know yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, tell yeah. me about hmm. yeah so i mean see the the value of being in startup ecosystem for almost 8 years is that you make a lot of friends i mean who are there to support you right so i mean first 30 companies are my friends i mean uh, they just signed up because it was me who was asking reaching out to them and then this i mean i'm very thankful to them so they just supported us and and then product was very basic honestly speaking so i said like first i mean i i am a believer of that product is an enabler of the business right so it's not the business right so it helps you build a business so business comes first you start building you start learning from your customer and then you build a great product for them so we we moved we built an mvp and then we started selling like crazy that and because anyways in the like the whole ecosystem there was no product as such we were moving from no product experience to product experience I mean, they were managing manually before that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like, like, tell me about how you onboarded these first few customers. Then, uh, did you need to get like a insurance broker license? And did you like work with health insurance companies also for some API integrations and linking with their systems and all of that? Or you, you know, tell me about that product journey. Like, yeah. So we got the broking license. i mean irdi has been very supportive so we are a certified uh, distributor right now and we started out building apis i mean so as we both are talking still i mean the tech 
is still in a very nascent stage when it comes to group insurance as a product right so we're still building apis actually on from insurer side however there are one more part in this game which is the tpa who processes the claim luckily some of them have apis right so and they have offered us the apis and we are working along with them to build uh, the claim side of experience and to build the endorsement side of experience which is like administration bit why why does a tpa exist why doesn't an insurance company process claims on their own because it, it, it's their product they are taking the risk they are paying the money why, why do they outsource claim processing and not do it in house see i mean some of them have in house tpa also right so uh, like for example lot many of them like icsc lombard care health insurance or star health insurance so these guys have their in house tpas i think uh, i think irda started only because of the same reason right so the insurers are very good at underwriting the risk right and but however when it comes to i mean see there are two things right in in any this product right one is risk writing right so making insurance product then then a product for then a service to distribute that so they are manufacturing the insurance product then you can't be good at distribution and ma- so some people they are trying to do everything by their own so for example there is this insurance company called echo what they are doing is distribution also will own product also risk writing also will be done through our, by us and claiming the services will also be done by us so so that's a kind of experience that they are trying to make however some of the guys they say that hey we are we are good at underwriting the risk we are not good at distributing and claiming it so providing the service so that's why uh, irda came up with this tpa concept and the tpa guys they are very good at providing good service some of them are excellent honestly speaking right i mean we had the experience of dealing with them so they are the ones who do the servicing when it comes to health insurance as a product insurers they do the risk writing and we do the distribution yeah so actually we work with both of, both of them very closely yeah hmm Okay, 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 okay. Got it. I, I guess probably in the the PSU insurance uh, company mindset, the processing of claims must have been a major point of customer friction, which is why the TPA came in as a, a party to enable that uh, to happen better. Like the thinking of the legacy of why a TPA exists. Maybe, but uh, I mean. some of the psus are very very professional as well so i mean yeah i know i know they are very good at writing the risk but i mean they decided to outsource the claim experience yeah that's true i mean good to know that you know some you need you know about the space yeah <laughs> so you are then on the one hand the insurance company is the manufacturer who's providing you products so they have like a menu of products which you are listing on your website and then employers who are getting onboarded can choose which product they want or maybe they have an account manager who helps them choose which product for their employees and then the like adding employees to that product like adding employees to the coverage and all that is happening through you and which is that information is going to the insurance companies uh, so so that is one part and then when the company's employee is filing for a claim then he can file the claim on pascare and then you are able to directly send it to the tpa and with all necessary documents and make that process uh, faster correct correct so what we are doing is we are saying that hey sometimes people get confused who is my service provider is it the insurer is the broker or is the tpa 
and it's very confusing right so what we are saying is we are the platform for you all of these guys are in the back end we own we will own the whole experience for you that's the change that we are bringing through tech yeah. but tpa is integrated in the back end insurer is integrated in the back end we are the distributing channel and we are owning the whole experience of the customer it's all platform driven yeah yeah okay 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 so how does a employer onboarding happen like uh, do they see a menu of products and they can pick and choose and get a estimate of how much will be the premium amount for it or is there an account manager who who understands and then sends them a quote or like you know how is that process so like? it's diy i mean you can check for what kind of parameters you want you can choose what you want and then once you choose then you can just go and buy that through and you can get consultation also through us so our we are like make my trip right so you can i mean you come you see which all airlines are there and then whichever you find convenient for yourself you can just buy that that's how we the model that we follow as a company and that's what how we differentiate also so we are a marketplace yeah so yeah so yeah so i mean it's all DIY or assisted DIY, you can say. So when is this fresh? Then it is very DIY. When it is a renewal, then it's a mix of both. Yeah. Okay. 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 Got it. And what about like collecting the premium and all of that? So the company needs to like you will send an invoice to the company every month that you added four employees this month and this is the additional premium you need to pay. And like Correct. how does that happen? Okay. Correct. Yeah, that is how it works. So we are automating all of that. So whatever I we did in events, right? For event organizers, we are doing the same here for the employers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 And how how does a company educate its employers that this is your policy, this is what is available, this is what you can claim, this is what you need to submit when you claim, and and stuff like that, like like when when they are a pass care customer. Exactly. So yeah, we have aggregated all of that into saying hey pascare is our employee benefits partner go on the this is your login go and check that's all you will get everything on your platform yeah so so earlier i mean if you're providing like three types of insurances right so term life or health insurance or a personal accident worth of cover you have three different insurers and you send three different emails to them right so it's a very sort of you can say very inconvenient for the end user and they don't know what's my tpa what's my health insurer for them today is only one thing which is pass care that's all yeah so that's how they we send out an emailer we sounded communication to all the employees I understand this point so like you know another guest of the podcast is plum insurance and in fact even nova also will get released soon i've had that conversation also so i want to understand how Pascare is different from Plum and Nova. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how we all are different from each other, right? So, I think that. Yeah. 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 So, so first of all, I think when we see from the distribution model that we are following, right? They're in their case, in Plum's case, they are a corporate agent, right? So, which actually means that they are the representative of insurers, right? And, And they work with two to three insurers, right? So, at the at one point of time so and in our case we follow marketplace approach right which gives us flexibility to work with all the insurers right so and actually we are the representative of customer 
so we make insurers bid for your account technically that's the i mean at execution level that's the difference i mean in their case they i mean that model works for very small companies actually right so my customer base is also relatively like sort of larger accounts so more than 100 employees right so yeah so we i am more like a bidding platform for insurers to bid for your account and they are more like hey you can quickly buy go on the platform and buy insurance yeah that's the okay. difference okay okay so because they are agent so they are able to do more customization of policies and therefore create products which suit very small businesses also and in your case how do, is it actually bidding like do you actually Uh, get the customers details and then present it to the insurers and whoever gives the lowest premium then yes. that is pre- okay yes that's that's okay. the, that's how it works right so i'm actually give i actually give options to my insurers to choose from yeah yeah okay 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 so it's not like a customer comes in and picks say birla or whatever one of these insurance companies but he says okay this is my employee base these are the benefits i want and then after like say a day or so you you give him the lowest quotes something like that is that how it yes, happens like- yes 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 he can always tell us his preference also i mean if he has an insurer preference so but i mean that's how we are like a bidding platform for insurers to bid for your customers account that's all that's how you can that's how we differentiate actually yeah. mm-hmm. but doesn't this increase friction because now it's not a click and buy but it's i guess with a high value purchase it doesn't matter right if if they have to wait for a day to get the lowest quote see for low value purchase we have algorithms in place right which is like a first time buyer i'll i'll get you pricing i'll show you the best quotes from all the insurers right you can choose from one, from many of them for a high value purchase anyways you don't you can wait i mean there's no hmm. yeah you can uh, wait absolutely hmm. there's no i mean the, anyways they don't take decision i mean it's a consulting process right so you yeah. you don't yeah. Yeah. take a decision very quickly yeah yeah hmm. okay 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 so uh, then uh, i think uh, a lot depends on your relationship with insurance companies to really get them to give you good pricing for your customers right and, and how did you go about building that up yeah so see i mean more than relationship it's more like how much business you give to them right slowly slowly when you start cons- giving them business so they start valuing you as a as a partner right and more importantly how good quality business are you giving to them right so it's also important for you to understand that the insurer should also make money in the whole game right so so this business which is the group insurance right has been primarily like loss making for many of them right so the idea is that how can we make it profitable in the longer term for them yeah yeah why has it been loss making because they are not able to accurately predict how much will be the claim payout it's very competitive very competitive for them also right so yeah and they have been focusing all of them have been focusing on large clients right so infosys or hcl of the world right but the the major big market which somebody like me is focusing is in the mid or small segment right so that and that is very badly underserved right now so that's where the opportunity lies yeah 
So you're looking at say a hundred to thousand headcount size companies. Correct, correct, correct. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Okay. And is there a uh, like like is is there a long term opportunity of building a moat using data because you would get data of claims of various people. Would that like be a, a value add that you can give to insurers to help them underwrite better and stuff like that? Like is data a moat here? Like. Of course, right. So, see, today I'm understanding that you have, in terms of the data, right? So, I'll have all your data, which is lying in the Excel sheets of insurers and brokers will come in my platform. How you buy, how you behave, right? How What, what type of claims you do. So, imagine one day when I am sitting on a data of 1 million people, right? How their behavior is. Then how much value I can create for you as an insurer is immense and not only insurer I as a as a for my customer also I can create an immense amount of value right so give me example like what can you do with that data see I know what kind so for example if I have like 1 million people out of them like for example 50,000 people did a claim for example this year I know what kind of claims are happening right what's the frequency of a particular claim at at a large level right so imagine you are sitting on such a huge amount of data then you can tell insurers that hey instead of you charging for that particular disease for which there is no claim why don't you give a discount there and charge here where you are getting claims right so i can help them underwrite a better product which is more profitable for them in the longer term right so Ultimately, you write risk based on your previous data as well. I mean, that's a very important metric, right? So how your previous year's data was, right? And honestly speaking, it's very human driven right now. Can I productize the whole experience is the question. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And here it would not just be uh, data from their set, but uh, you would be able to give them insights uh, across different insurers on what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the, that's the main sort of point, right? So that's actually very important also, right? So otherwise I just have the data of the underwriting, the risk writing, which I did here. Somebody is giving me the insights on the risk writing, which is happening throughout the industry. That's more exciting, right? More helpful for all the people. Will this be a, like a paid product? Do you see that as a paid product or as a value added free service? At this point of time, we are actually, we haven't thought about it, like how, how, what will we do with this, but definitely it will be a value add for lot many of them. Yeah. Hmm. Got it. Okay. Okay. And how how will uh, you help the purchasers of policies, the corporates, employers? See, eventually if I'm able to sort of get the more data, right, I am able to help them create customized products for my customers right, which will eventually help my customers. Not only that, I can create custom products which are actually useful for my customers, right? And I can add more products, right? So for example, we created a product where if your employer is giving you like a five lakhs worth of cover, right? So you can increase it by 20 lakhs by yourself, right? So so you can make it a 25 lakhs worth of cover. You don't need to buy, go and buy a retail policy if you're with Passcare. It's very inefficient because either you will use your company's policy or you will use your own policy. But if you use Passcare, 
we make it more efficient right so you can use your company's policy over and above your, uh, your own policy all of these innovation is what we are bringing in the product yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. a great unlock uh, because a lot of people do that the corporate policy is not enough so they buy a second policy now when you need to claim then there are two separate claiming processes to follow and yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's very inefficient right so better to not use like a uh, one ecosystem right so which is more efficient yeah mm-hmm. amazing okay yeah. okay and so you said that you are a employee benefits platform not just insurance so so what else is there what insurance plus what yeah so moved from health insurance then we do life insurance it's one of our major product lines right and we are seeing a lot of great adoption of that product then personal accident cover then we do primary healthcare as well yeah so so these are like sold one on one to employees i don't think companies employers. give life insurance no no companies give yeah so we we have done leadership or okay in fact for everyone yeah so now people have started giving that as a very is as a product right so i was also surprised when i go, when i got into this space but it's a it's a hot selling product at this point of time lot many companies are giving yeah 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 i mean for example mindtickle is my client right so they give i mean they give group health insurance personal accident and life insurance also to their employees mm. yeah okay 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 mm. got it okay okay mm. and this i guess because talent is increasingly scarce and people are competing for talent so this becomes a way to compete definitely definitely i mean see if your employer is providing your life cover right and not just health cover i mean it's a big deal right now right and how much does it cost it just costs you 4000 a year to provide a life cover and th- i think the best thing you can do for any employee is to buy him a life cover honestly speaking i mean many of the single earners their wives or their husbands are not working they they have dependent parents right and suddenly you have something and then if your three times of your salary is been taken care of which is like your three years of earnings then your family can bounce back right so i mean and actually we are negotiating on salaries like crazy right now these days on especially on developer salary right so but if you have i think you should negotiate if your other guy is giving you a life cover or not right so hmm. right uh, i mean that's what i feel as a as a as an employer also right so i think and now employers are going beyond and they are actually providing these kind of benefits to their employees so very good times for employees and actually as the company is maturing right uh, sorry as the economy is maturing i think this these will become standard products yeah, especially the life cover as well yeah hmm hmm okay okay and uh, what are the benefits besides these insurance products so currently we are focusing on health benefit of the employee right so but soon we want to go beyond health and get into other financial benefits as well yeah. like give me examples like like what's on the road map for example like you can draw your, i mean you can manage your provident fund through our platform draw your salary faster than before the month gets over all of these things we are get, going to get into yeah so we are, like we are a, just, early salary hmm. yeah yeah so earned wage right so so the whole idea is that we are not a healthcare company at this point of time we are an employee benefits platform yeah, yeah. okay so th- that's also a differentiator in the longer term yeah 
right 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 so uh, this means essentially that like uh, cre- adding credit like insurance is already there then adding credit to it as uh, would be another big service line so so this credit you will add through an in-house product or you'll collaborate with the who, who do like this early salary kind of product so at this point of time we haven't actually thought a lot about it but yes that's on the uh, on top of our mind like if we should do it yeah but yes i think we want i mean honestly we want to be in, we want to do everything around employer employee that's the whole plan yeah yeah probably even if someone needs a personal loan then that that could also get added here and uh, home loan and uh, like like a lot of credit products because i mean you know every bank and nbfc wants to target salaried people as the base like like that's the best base for them to target and you could then have a pretty strong distribution network for banks and nbfcs to offer home loans personal loans and the, the whole bouquet of credit products to this yeah so i mean imagine we are sitting amongst the employer employee we are their trusted service provider now we can do a lot over and above what we are doing today so insurance is the first thing which you provide to your employee after salary so i mean once you get into the employer employee system you can do a lot beyond that yeah mm. yeah mm. so essentially you are eating creds cake <laughs> no 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 i will mean, like, too small <laughs> as of now as of now but they are also targeting that same well paid indian category like you know people who have good salary steady income and offering them a lot of products, products. and services yeah. and you are also going through that but through the b2b route instead of a b2c route so your burn will be a lot lesser you don't need to spend on like getting a cricketer to promote you <laughs> for example yeah i mean see there, there are pros and cons but yeah i mean i don't want to compare ourselves with somebody like cred because i mean we are too small i mean we just want to be humble and <laughs> yeah just 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 don't want to compare with them because they are too big right now yeah, mm. yeah. but you, you do see that as a vision right like like i i mean that that's what it seems it would eventually become to me like say 10 years 5 10 years i mean yeah i think we want to focus on the context of employer employee and i think they are a consumer company right so whatever employer can provide to employee we want to provide that we want to be in a channel for that that's the plan yeah the i mean the context is also important so they are a, a consumer company right so i just want to have that context of employer employee in the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay okay got it mm-hmm. got it okay okay and so Uh, like how do you do customer acquisition i guess it must be largely offline approach right like reaching out and calling and it's a it's a mix of both inbound and outbound so we dot i mean we are a, we receive a lot more inbound as well like every day we get like two three customers coming on our platform and how is that like like people are searching for something like this for like... for the team yeah okay okay yeah. okay okay <laughs> now it's becoming a pull product from push product yeah. so we see a lot 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 of demand there as well yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay 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 yeah, i guess maybe the smaller sized deals would be happening through inbound and bigger size yeah. maybe you have a sales team which goes correct. out and chases correct that's true that's, that's mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you said you have about 70 people in the company right now. So so tell me about them. Like what what is the split of these and how many in your tech, how many in sales, how many in customer care? And Yeah, so we are almost like uh, 40, 60, 40 in tech, 60 in sales and marketing and support. And we have a very strong leadership team with the director of sales from Zeta and then then head of strategy, ex-entrepreneur, then my co-founder is from NIT, then pretty strong leadership team on both product and tech side from Redbus, Yahoo, and insurance companies like Lombard and Marsh. So we built a pretty strong team around that, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, okay. Cool. What is the number of people covered like you, you like you were giving me an example of like if you have data of 1 million people uh, what is the current number like how many are uh, how many people are covered in insurance we, through the we are we are almost 100000 right now in terms of number of lives and more than 250 customers Right hmm. Okay. Okay. And what do you earn from the premium payout? Like, is, is it like a single digit percentage of that, or it's a it's a uh, on an average it's a seven and a half percent take. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so you know w- what kind of run rate are you estimating to have, like say a year or two down the line? Like, what's your target? So the target is to do like I mean in terms of business, right? If you ask me business metrics, so we want to do. 300 crore worth of premiums in the coming financial year is what we are targeting. It's a huge market. So there's an ample space for everyone to do that and pretty excited about that. So yeah, growing pretty fast as a company as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And have you raised funds for uh, Pascare so far? Yeah. So we raised a round of around $3.8 billion in total from Bnext and uh, 314 capital and the likes of uh, founder from of bharat pay and uh, and licious founders and book my show founders are our investors yeah kunal shah is also an investor this was the spotlight presented by the podium to listen to more such interesting conversations log on to the podium.in